Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Welcome back to another episode of the Down by Zero podcast. As you can see, I'm solo and I can already see the comments. Eddie, where's PJ Ethan and JR? Eddie, how are you going to do a solo podcast? If you like everything Ravens, if you like the NFL, subscribe, like. This is also an audio and we're calling this the Romo's Ravens Report. You have me, your host. It's me, your boy. Without further ado, hit that button. You already know which one I'm talking about. And again, shout out my wonderful friends. Wouldn't be here without them. What is that? Guys, guys, guys. The Ravens are an 8-3 and three team. Number one in the division. Number one seed in the AFC. And we can clearly say that they are the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs as of today. I think we should all uh, stand up for Joe Burrow a little bit. This has been the second week in a row that the Ravens have hurt a star quarterback. With that being on Thursday Night Football versus the Bengals. And the week prior versus... The Browns, where we where Deshaun Watson got injured. Obviously, we seen that he was out for the season. You know, not taking pride in any of that, but KOing two starting quarterbacks on back-to-back weeks. Another significant loss to our flock is Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a warrior. I mean, he's everything that Baltimore has been, you know, wanting in a tight end since Dennis Pitta, since Todd Heap. John Harbaugh talk about it's most likely a season-ending injury. That's one thing that you don't want to happen to a star tight end. The same thing with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow hurt his wrist on a play that, you know, he landed funny. He could have landed somewhere on his helmet or on his shoulder, but he didn't. And he hurt his wrist, was not on the injury report. The NFL is looking into that. Back again to Mark Andrews. We don't know if he's going to be back. I say that he's not going to be back. There was a, he's John Harbaugh specifically said there's a possibility he may return. But we all know John Harbaugh and how he fibs to the media. Well, he's a liar. From time to time. But, you know, being optimistic, hey, I can't blame my coach for that. Mark Andrews left the game with a ligament tear in his ankle or you know hurt ligament in his ankle the timetable to return would be you know somewhere close to the playoffs maybe after the playoffs but wish you better mark we want you to be healthy coming into you know training camp next year and that's all that's all you really want to be honest the ravens are the number one seed thursday night football blacked out stadium was rocking Two offensive, two timeouts wasted versus the Bengals early in the game, causing them to, you know, discombobulate. And Joe Burrow wasn't very happy. We go score a touchdown early in that game. They come back starting to look like they're driving on us, but we hold them only to a field goal, you know. And then after that, it's Lamar Jackson gets hurt. There's drones in the air and we don't know what's really going on. I don't know why there's drones in the air. That has to be a bit. That have to be the NFL has to be taking a piss on that. But we see Lamar Jackson exit the game a little early, and you know I think they just 
that kind of just start, stopped our hearts for a little bit as Ravens fans. And if you're an NFL fan in general, that kind of just stopped your heart a little bit. I don't want to be the guy that says, oh, Logan Wilson is a dirty player because he hurt three of our players. Literally, Lamar Jackson on one play, Mark Andrews on the hip drop tackle, and Odell Beckham, uh, you know, on that long 50-plus yard catch. Like PQ said, it's football. It's a physical game. You always have to take into consideration how hard you are running because Mark Andrews, he caught it, turned around. Logan Wilson hip drop tackled him from the back. And, you know, Logan's just trying to do his job. Mark's trying to score. You have these two things and, hey, it's unfortunate, but it happens. Further in that game, Mr. Browning got in. We always love to see a Browning sighting. Uh, he was actually playing pretty good, but Mike McDonald had them boys right, telling them to, you know, give them everything underneath, still bringing the pressure, playing the, uh, playing the role of, you know, we know this is not a starting caliber quarterback in the league. It's not Joe Burrow who's going to be slicing us up. So, you know, we handled the business and took care of Thursday night football. Lamar Jackson played pretty good. And now I think the question is, how do we move forward without Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews is, has been there, hasn't had a significant injury in the time he's been in Baltimore since he was drafted in 2019. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson even said it. He said it's going to be a big loss. He said when they came into the league, they were like bread and butter. They were like peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call them. That's, you know, that's just the rapport that they have with each other. I want it to be known that we are capable of handling this injury way better than if it happened last year or the year prior. And let me tell you why. We did not have a competent wide receiver room last year, but... We still played Ravens football when we were shuffling out of Deshaun Jackson and other receivers. You know, we had Rashad Bateman as our number one last year, even though he got hurt early in the year. Mark Andrews has always solidified himself as the number one receiving target target for Lamar Jackson when they go out of the pocket or when it's medium, third and nines, third and fives. That's Lamar's security blanket. And we know that. It's okay. I think we're more equipped than we are last year. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a big loss losing Mark. But I think Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler can get the job done if they build that chemistry with Lamar Jackson. Practice squad, guys. We saw Travis Vokalek do something. Who's Eddie? Who's Travis Vokalek? Eddie, you're talking out your ass. Shh, the fuck. Travis Volkalek is somebody that is going to be a possible option as that third tight end because he is a good blocker. He showed something in the preseason with sure hands. He built something with Anthony Brown and Tyler Huntley and, you know, the backups during the preseason. And we can probably see something from Travis Volkalek. Don't get me wrong. There's other tight ends out there. Rob Gronkowski. No. <laughs> no. Two tatties? Two tatties? Wow, Two tatties! I'm saving them for the Super Bowl. But Isaiah Likely did show something, has shown something, but he is not on Mark Andrews' level. Don't get me wrong. 
Charlie Kohler can take the snaps of Isaiah Likely as much as he can. Big, big target. Uh, Lamar said that Charlie's just a big target that he can go to. And, you know, he's big over the middle and just build, 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 build. I see a lot of four wides being used against the Chargers this week. I want there to be a Zay Flowers touchdown because he got robbed of a touchdown off of Odell Hold, which sucked, but that happens. Rashad Bateman scores his first touchdown, his first touchdown of the season, and we see Rashad Bateman coming back. He has life. There's new life in Rashad Bateman. Zay Flowers is a, is our uncanny number one wide receiver. Odell Beckham, you, as you can say, has got his legs back under him, and <sighs> Nelly, Nelson Aguilar, is a perfect wide receiver three. You want him to be just like uh, how Demarcus Robinson was last year for us, which he was pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Demarcus Robinson was one of our best um, wide receivers. And that, that should go to tell you something. But we're more equipped to handle the situation of losing Mark this year than we were last year. And running a lot more four wide and and... You know, having Keaton Mitchell, you know, just go to the slot sometimes as he has an enormous amount of times uh, this year in his limited snaps. You know, they play him like a receiver. They make him run big boy routes, you know. So having almost caught that touchdown uh, versus Seattle, which was insane, was, you know, it shows that Keaton is ready to step up. And we love to see that. Gus Edwards, two touchdowns. He's third in franchise history with 10 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, third. And he's third in the league in touchdowns behind Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, I believe, in rushing touchdowns. So you give a you give the Ravens fans what they want when you say feed Gus Bush. And that's just exactly what they did. You can't you can't you can't ask for anything else other than feed Gus inside the 10. That's what all Ravens fans want. If it was J.K. Dobbins, I bet we would want J.K. Dobbins touching the ball at least a couple times to go score a touchdown. We have it pretty good, man. We're 8-3. We are 8-3 in the AFC, which is the number one overall seed. I don't see us um, getting the number one seed because the Chiefs are still there. Jacksonville is a really good team, and we have a pretty tough schedule coming up. As Ravens fans, you know, we hope for the best, but I don't think 10 and 7 or, you know, no, excuse me. I don't think 12 and 5 or 11 and 6 is a bad record if we split um, wins and losses this back half of the season because they are very tough opponents. Hey, hey. as a Ravens fan, I want to get the number one seed. We don't have to, Everybody but can't put our file. Showing, that, hey. showing that we're deserving of that is... Way better than being an underdog and not getting talked about as much, even though that has been our persona as of late, you know, especially with Lamar Jackson um, coming onto the scene. I feel like the Ravens have always been an underdog. We've always been the ones to come out of nowhere, the unexpected, and be the ones to upset a team, upset one of those top dogs. But as of right now, we are one of those top dogs, and... There's a lot of 
There's a lot of teams with a target on their back. Matabike, nine and a half sacks. He's uh, having his best year. As we can see, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, one of the best duos, linebacking duos in the league. I love Marcus Williams so much. He got back to his old self. We're starting to see his, his arm feel a little better. Um, he's just he's just anchoring guys, and he doesn't want to put too much stress on it, obviously. I mean, we can see it with his tackling these past few weeks. Marcus Williams, get healthier. We have one game, which is this um, Sunday night football game against the Chargers. One game in 24 days. If you look at it like that, that is a huge bye week. Wish nothing but health for the players. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. Um, and we can keep this thing rolling. Sunday night football predictions. I think the Ravens win this one 28-17. I think the Ravens win this game pretty Pretty, pretty commandingly because the Chargers do not have anybody as their DBs right now. I can tell you that because their DB room is suspect. Um, you still have Derwin James and Khalil Mack, but you have the ability to put Zay Flowers on Derwin James because Derwin James is following the man's, you know, the 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 best player on everybody's team and if Zay's on the slot that can cause some problems for Derwin James and that's something that we want to see that's something we want to see Rashad Bateman's just been playing better let us not put ourselves dig ourselves in a hole early and I can guarantee this is almost a commanding win Justin Herbert hey he can do the darn thing but you know I give him I give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to be able to figure out this Ravens defense a little bit, but overall I think that we are too good and we are going to you know handle this team pretty much accordingly. They are calling for the the head coach's the head coach's head in uh, Los Angeles. Brandon Staley is on the hot seat right now. You know, I I was hearing on a different podcast that Brandon Staley is on the hot seat right now because the defense is defense has no identity and you know the the Chargers have just been struggling as of late. Don't get me wrong, they lost to the Packers last week. They lost to the Lions uh the week before that. The Chargers are a high-scoring team. Quentin Johnston has been, you know, lackluster to say the least, but there's still high hopes for that guy. You have a guy like Keenan Allen, and you have guys like Palmer, and they have a great, they have a good, they have a good core of you know playmakers on that team. But don't get me wrong, I don't want to see Justin Herbert go off. I don't want to see Justin Herbert go off. Chargers, Ravens, Sunday Night Football. It's gonna be a blast. Oh, I can't wait. The Ravens are on a roll. I just want to give them their flowers because I know a lot of people don't other than good morning football. Uh, but, you know, I'm a Ravens fan here. We have JR, a Bengals fan. PJ, a Commanders fan. And Hooray! Mr. Whitaker, as a, you know, Cowboys fan. We're going to have these guys back soon. This is just my first ever solo podcast. I'm thankful for everybody listening, you know, if you don't love the Ravens, hopefully I'm one of the reasons that makes you love the Ravens. And hey, you know, hop on the bandwagon before it's too late. 
that's what they said about the Rangers and look where they're at. Man, we can't keep doing this. Top five Thanksgiving foods. Starting at number five, I'm going to have to say collard greens. Not a big collard greens fan. Never have been. Never will. Let's move on. Number four, mashed potatoes and brown gravy. Not white gravy. Nobody likes white gravy, but brown gravy. Mashed potatoes and brown gravy are one of the best things to eat on Thanksgiving. Beautiful side. Number three, stuffing. Now, Eddie, it's not called stuffing. It's called something else. I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call from Angel. Number three, Ed, stuffing. It's not called stuffing. We call it blah, blah, blah. Uh, we call it dressing. The stuffing is delicious every single time. Shout out to Pops. But stuffing goes in at number three. Number two, the second best thing that you can enjoy as a side on Thanksgiving. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheese has to be by far one of the best sides. And I'm not speaking just for me. I'm speaking for, you know, the mac and cheese lovers out there because you can get real cheesy with mac and cheese. Me, not a big mac and cheese guy, but I'm speaking for the millions who do love mac and cheese and will die on a hill for it. Number one, the best side on Thanksgiving day. Can you guess what it is? And this one is gonna be a tweener. So we're gonna split it right down the middle. Cornbread. Oh, cornbread, cornbread, cornbread and or biscuits. If you, if you have the perfect cornbread ingredient, it is the perfect side to go with your turkey, to go with your ham, to go with your ribeye, whatever the you're having. Cornbread is the perfect side to any event. I know people who actually put corn in their cornbread and that's that's supposed to be the way you're supposed to do it. Cornbread is fluffy, delicate goodness if it's made the right way. And that is my top five Thanksgiving sides for you guys on Thanksgiving day. So that's that. The Ravens play on Sunday night football. We have the Cowboys and Commanders. Y'all enjoy that game. Y'all enjoy the Thanksgiving games. If you don't know, now you know. If you stuck around this long, thank you. We are putting out new content every week. The boys will be back in town in the next podcast, and hopefully the next, but we are starting this new series, Romo's Ravens Report. You can hear me if you're working out. You can put it on your, you can put it on your uh, earbuds. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Please, that just helps a lot. Please. Please. No, but seriously, thank you guys. It means a lot to see all the support that we've gotten over these past seven months of being in existence. It's the Down by Zero family. This is the Romo's Ravens Report, and we will see you later. Whoa, that's what y'all be on?